What's up, everybody? This is Not Your Average Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler, a.k.a. TG. Um, let's dive right into some news topics, shall we? Um, a United Nations report finds that the world's population could swell to 10.9 billion by 2100 or 2100. Um, that's an astronomical number. You think we have problems on earth now? Just imagine when there's almost 4 billion more people on the planet. That's insane. Really? Um, I really don't know how to deal with this per se. Um, like all the problems that we have in our world now are just going to be magnified because of this. I can just say that now. I mean, um, I can't believe it. Um, but you know, we just got to do the best we can and make sure that this doesn't destroy our, our lead so many other people into poverty and hunger and all of that. Um, but um, you, I mean, you want to have the best life you can for everyone. Obviously, that's not possible for everyone, but you know, you just want to make sure that you could at least try to make sure that you have the best life, especially if you're going to have four almost 4 billion more people on the planet. <clears throat> but, you know, maybe that's just me seeing things. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see what, it, what happens. I don't know. Um, doctors think that climate change may have brought flesh-eating bacteria to previously unaffected waters. So... Another health issue. Because um, I believe the article said Delaware Bay is a fine example of this. Um, saying that they couldn't, or that because the, temp- the water temperature was rising, that it was causing new bacteria to be able to make or be created or make its way over to that bay. And this is dangerous. I mean, if you have an open wound or cut, this flesh-eating bacteria is going to get in there and do some heavy damage. Just just say that right now. Um, It's not not good. I mean, I can tell you that. But, uh, I mean, we just got to see what happens, I guess. I mean, I don't know, man. It's not the greatest thing that's ever happened by any means, I mean, flesh-eating bacteria, that's some pretty serious stuff right there, but doc, I mean, we don't know for sure whether climate change is the reason for this, or if, if there's another reason, but doctors seem to think that it's because of climate change, because, um, some waters haven't been affected before now, so, and, you know, Climate change is a huge deal right now in the world, but 
you know, you just got to go with the, you just got to see what happens. Well, if it is climate change, then that's just another reason we have to fix climate change. But, you know, Elon Musk, you know, the creator of Tesla, says he deleted his Twitter account, which isn't true. He's also had trouble in his past with Twitter. Um, saying something about stock going private and stuff like that. Apparently, you're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to put that information out there on in on in out in the open world or social media. You can't do that apparently because I mean, I mean, I don't know why. I mean, I guess you want to keep the company's plans secret and not just denounce them to the public. He had to, I mean, he had to lawyer up too, which is really odd, but you know, you just can't, some, there's just some things you're not allowed to share on Twitter. So, I mean, it makes sense. I would say so. Um, it, I mean, it is, it's not the greatest thing. I mean, um, it's, you know, I use Twitter very, very, very heavily, but I don't usually tweet bad things for the most part. So, I don't know. Maybe someone just needs to give Elon Musk a tutorial on how to use Twitter better. So, um, but, you know, whatever. That's not my job. Our last news for the day is Indian farmers are using the sun to help water their crops. Since their monsoon season is only four months of the year, they're... Other the <clears throat> so a third of their year is in monsoon season, which they can use that water to help water. To, they can use that water to water their crops. But the other eight months of or other two thirds of the year, they um, are using the sun now, and it's slightly expensive to build and install for your crops. I mean, it's, they said it was $560 so that you can start using the sun to water your crops instead of using some kind of pipes or whatever. But, um, this is definitely a good idea for irrig. I mean, they've said this is actually better or I think that was the quote, but if not, I mean, it, it I mean, it's, Definitely helpful when there's no rain or water to be found. So it's good to be able to bring that up Um, because we need crops and, you know, they need crops. Um, Everyone, I mean, whoever trades for Indian crops are going to be very appreciative of this. Um technique, shall we say, um, but, you know, 
it's uh, it's uh, I think it's a great idea, and I think it's something that we or everyone around the world could learn from. You know, so we'll see what happens moving forward. Um, don't know how this is gonna look moving forward, but we'll check it out later on in life and see how it's going and if it's still continuing and if it's still beneficial and all that, but that'll be way down the road. All right. Two sports, women's world cup. We have made it to the last match days for every group. Group B started it off yesterday. China and Spain played to a scoreless draw which means both of them advanced to the knockout stage. <coughs> um, Spain had dominated the game, really. 24-1 to one in it, to China's one attempt. Eight corners to China's zero. 61% ball possession for Spain. 77% pass accuracy to China's 64%. And China had the only yellow in the game. Thankfully, this was the result both of them needed to get through. But Spain gets the winner of Group F, which is the U.S.'s group. So we could be playing Spain in the knockout stage on, oh, God, when did I have it? Uh, I think it, hold on, we'll adjust it. Don't worry. June 24th. What's that? Monday? Monday. On Monday. Um, but whatever. The other game in Group B, Germany dominated South Africa four to nothing. Um, Twenty-two attempts to South Africa's seven, eight corners to South Africa's one. Fifty-eight percent possession for Germany, eighty-three percent pass accuracy to German, uh, South Africa's seventy-five percent, and Germany had one yellow to South Africa's three yellows. <coughs> um. So Germany wins the group perfect at nine points. China, Spain, four points each. South Africa, zero points. Um, and the top three will move on to the knockout stage or to the round of 16. Knockout stage, round of 16, whatever you want to call it. Um, then group A finished yesterday as well. Um, France took down Nigeria one nothing. There was a little VAR involved in that game. Um, that's <laughs> that's for sure. Um, but France dominated the game for the most part. 22 attempts to Nigeria's two. <coughs> Nine corners to Nigeria's two. 69% ball possession for France. 84% pass accuracy to Nigeria's 58%. There was one yellow handed out to both teams, and even our second red card of this tournament. Nigeria got the second red card of this tournament. And it was also on a second yellow, so. <coughs> I mean, France goes through perfect. Nigeria has to wait now at three points to see if they're even going to make it out of the group stage and to the knockout stage. So we'll see how that turns out for them. Um, 
the other game, Norway took down South Korea two to one. Norway's through. Um, South Korea really dominated this game, though. Twenty-two shots to, or attempts to Norway's eight. Sixty-one percent ball possession for South Korea. Eighty-one percent pass accuracy to Norway's seventy-two percent. And South Korea had the two yellow cards in this game. All those stats tell me that South Korea should have won this game. But yet, here's Norway doing it again, getting th- uh, three points and a victory. And God knows who they're going to play, but you know, um, they get the runner up in Group C, <coughs> which ought to be interesting. Um, but. All right, we'll move on to today's games, which is Group C. Group C plays at 3 o'clock. On FS2, you have the Reggae Girls in Jamaica taking on Sam Kerr in Australia. Australia definitely need to win this game. Jamaica also needs to win this game if they want any hope of moving through to the knockout stage. Um, On FS1, also at 3 o'clock, we have Italy versus Brazil. Um, this is a huge game. Italy's sitting on six points. They've advanced, I believe. Yes, they're through to the knockout stage. Um, but Brazil, this is huge. They can't afford to lose this game. Brazil needs at least a draw out of this game. Because Australia's probably going to beat Jamaica. I'm sure Sam Kerr will get it. At least one goal in that game, too. Um, But Brazil, Marta, they absolutely have to have this game. They can't afford to lose this one now. Um, Because then they're sitting on the bubble, too, moving towards the knockout stage. I mean, right now, Australia... (coughs) I mean, right now, Australia's sitting in third, but... That could easily change by the end of the day. Australia's going to win. I know Australia's going to beat Jamaica. Honestly, I think Italy and Brazil are going to draw, but that would that would also send through Brazil. So we'll see how it turns out today, later today. But that's how I see it playing out. Um, to the Gold Cup. Um, last night. In Jamaica, El Salvador took down Curaçao 1-0. El Salvador had 10 shots to Curaçao's 4, 49% ball possession for El Salvador, 4 corners to Curaçao's 7, 89% pass accuracy to Curaçao's 92%, and 1 yellow card for El Salvador to Curaçao's 3 yellow cards. I did say El Salvador would win this game, but I thought it would be tight, and it was. So, there you go. Um, the other game last night in Group C in the Gold Cup, Jamaica took down Honduras 3-2. to two. Um, Jamaica had outshot 12, Honduras 12-9. to nine. Honduras actually had ball, fifth, ball, the ball possession 54% of the time, so that's pretty good. Neither team was offside. Um... Four corner kicks for Honduras to Jamaica's two. Pass accuracy, 84% on both sides. 
Um, and your yellow cards, only one was handed out, and that was to Honduras. So, Jamaica walks out of their own stadium and comes to the U.S. now. Um, so now, every now the rest of the tournament will be played in the U.S. Um, Jamaica is looking good on top of El Salvador. And now it's Group D. Finally, the U.S. men's national team gets to partake in the Gold Cup. It's just like the women's team. They have to wait forever to play, but whatever. Um, so in Saint, in, at Allianz Field in St. Paul, Minnesota, the first game of the night, Panama and Trinidad and Tobago. This should be a actually pretty decent game. Two teams that were a part of the Hex. Um, <coughs> no, Panama wasn't a part of it. But anyway, um, Trinidad and Tobago's got some... They've got some um, mojo going for them. So I anticipate that being a really good game. And that's at 7.30 tonight, probably on FS1, if not FS2. <laughs> But it's going to be interesting. That's all I can. That's all I can really say about that. I don't really have a winner for that game. But anyway, getting to the real game, the United States men's national team takes on Guyana. Oh Lord, this should be an easy win. But this U.S. men's team has given me reason to doubt them before. I mean, Guyana's in their first ever Gold Cup game, so. We'll see how this goes. Um, I fully expect the U.S. to come out and absolutely dominate them. I assume we'll come out with our best starting lineup. <clears throat> I could be wrong. I mean, I'm not. I hope not. But hope Greg Borhalter makes the right coaching decisions here, or right lineup decisions, I should say. Um. But we'll see tonight at 10 o'clock on FS1. <clears throat> the summer of soccer continues, baby. Never stops, really. <laughs> uh, College World Series. Um, yesterday, Texas Tech eliminated Arkansas 5-4. to four. Um... So Texas Tech plays the plays the loser of Michigan Florida State. Unfortunately, Mike Martin in his last year coaching lost to Michigan yesterday. So it'll be Texas Tech versus Florida State tomorrow at probably seven o'clock or something like that. But Michigan beat Florida State two nothing. Um, Tommy Henry, their Michigan's pitcher, threw an absolute gem. So Michigan now has off until Friday, so we'll see how that does happen or works. Um, two o'clock today on ESPN, um, elimination game between Louisville and Auburn. <coughs> Auburn had that huge letdown against Mississippi State by letting them come back in the bottom of the ninth and walk it off. I fully anticipate Louisville winning this game because Louisville's not going to let it happen twice, I would say. So, but 
at seven o'clock on ESPN, the um, <coughs> Vanderbilt Commodores take on my national champion pick. Vanderbilt takes on Mississippi State. Um, Kunar Rocker is going to be on the mound. If you remember from the Super Regionals, he threw a hundred and something pitching. Uh, let me look it up just to make sure I got the number right. Um, oh, Jesus, where was that? <coughs> where the heck is this? Never mind, I didn't write it down. Okay, whatever. But he threw the no hitter against Duke in the super in game two of the super regional to keep them alive. So we'll see if he can replicate that magic in Omaha tonight. I hope he does, because like I said, I predicted Vanderbilt to win the national championships, and I like to be right about those kind of things. So I it's gonna be sad if Mike Martin doesn't walk off of Omaha with a or walk out of Omaha with a national championship since he's retiring. But <clears throat> we'll see what happens. Um, LaMelo Ball is going to play in the Australian Basketball League. <coughs> <coughs> the reason that he said this is because he wants to be the number one. <coughs> <coughs> he wants to be the number one pick in the NBA next year. And I. Just don't see that happening. There's always going to be a Duke player, a Kentucky player, or someone, some high college or high ranked college player that's going to be the number one <coughs> draft pick. There's literally, I mean, I could, uh, f- first round, sure, why not? Um, but, I just there's no way I could see Lamelo Ball going number one overall, but I mean that again that's just me so I don't know for sure. Um, but we'll see so we'll see how it goes. Um, but you know. I don't. I just don't see the talent in Lamelo Ball to be able to go number one. May I mean he? Hopefully, I mean, maybe he'll have a good NBA career. Who knows? I mean the man. The man's only seventeen. So, um, <clears throat> but we'll see what happens. I I I I just don't see him going number one overall. But. A former quarterback of my Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Josh McCown, has retired from the NFL and joins ESPN as an analyst. Um, He's one of seven players in NFL history that have thrown a pass for seven different teams. That's pretty crazy. Um, He's bounced around the league a lot. I mean, let's let's just look at all the teams that he's been a part of. Um, oh, I know he played at Sam Houston State. Haha, <laughs> Jamie, you kicked your butt. Anyway, <laughs> excuse me. Um, dang, he was born on the 4th of July. That's pretty cool. He was a third round draft pick in 2002. 
Um, he's spent his first four, three, four years in the league with the Cardinals from 2002 to 2005. Then he went to the Lions in 2006, the Raiders in 2007. Off-season or practice squad member only of the 2008 Dolphins. Then he went to the Panthers for a couple years in 08 and 09. He went to the Hartford Colonials of the United Football League. Oh, Lord. Anyway, then he was a practice squad member, off-season member of the 49ers in 2011. Went to the Bears from 2011 to 2013. Spent a year with my Tampa Bay Bucks in 2014. Um... Played for the Browns from 2015 to 16, and then played the, with the Jets the last two years. So, <clears throat> um, oh, don't show that. <sighs> Never really played much. I mean, he his 2004, 2014. 2004 with the Cardinals, 2014 with the Bucks, and 2017 with the Jets were his big. Moments. Oh my god, he actually caught three passes. What in the world? <laughs> Alright, that's interesting. Um, but anyway, he decided to finally call it a career, so good on him. Um, but anyway, there's a report that says Barca... FC Barcelona is in negotiations with PSG to sign back Neymar. (coughs) 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 I mean, clearly, PSG is... I mean, Neymar clearly doesn't want... I don't want to... I mean, he does... I don't think he wants to be with PSG. It doesn't look like it. He just acts up so much. I don't know why. Personally, I don't know why um, Barcelona wants him back for 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 that matter. Um, but you know, I you just got to do what you got to do, right? <clears throat> um. I mean, I, I, <clears throat> I love his talent, but I hate his antics. His antics just get old after a certain point, you know? It's just not that good. Um, but, you know, sometimes the cookie just doesn't crumble like you want it to. Um, he's a world-class talent when he's not flopping or doing something dumb. Uh, I don't have any specific example of it. I mean, he just, he seems like a drama queen. Um, but you know, adding him back to the rotation. I mean, this Barca team is definitely trying, Barcelona is definitely going for a champions league push come or this season. They definitely should win it. And if they don't, once again, sad for me as a Barcelona fan. But, you know, we'll get over that. All right, lastly, a little more softball transfer news. 
this time from the national champions of UCLA. Colleen Sullivan is transferring. And if you don't know that name, that's okay. She's just the one <clears throat> she's just the one that hit in the walk-off championship run in the second game of that finals against Oklahoma. Man, I'm telling you, the list of names of people transfer the ta- the list of names and the amount of talent on this um, transfer portal list this is in- absolutely incredible. Um, I'm telling, I, I love this free this type of like free agency in softball, college softball. It's outstanding. I mean, yeah, I'm sad that some players leave JMU, but you know, it's it's personally it's what's best for them. Um, but uh, this, I mean, it's absolutely exciting to see who's transferring, where they're going, and what kind of impact they'll make moving forward. Um. Uh, Colleen Sullivan's, I think, is going to have a big impact because she didn't. I mean, she really played as a designated player slash catcher. Paige Hallstad was their main catcher, and she would they would split time. But I think Paige got the majority of the reps at catcher. Um, but I think she's going to have an impact wherever she goes. I mean, if you're clutch enough to hit in the championship winning run. I think you should definitely have get some consideration and some looks. But that's just me. Um, thank you for listening today. We hope you have a great day, and we'll have new content for you tomorrow.